الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباد الله المصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الملوك اذا دخلوا قريه افسدوها وجعلوا اعزه اهلها اذله صدق الله العظيم this was a program that was announced at very short notice just last minute thing and therefore the time is also limited the purpose of these gatherings is not to increase our knowledge we learn something new that we haven't heard before the purpose is that how we all can i all of us by gathering for the sake of allah taala benefit from one another and refresh our iman this is the purpose this is the object and therefore whether we hear something for the 10th time or the 100th time that's not the issue the issue is that this getting together for the sake of allah taala alone this is the nourishment that we need so since the opportunity was there at short notice allah taala give jazaa khair to everybody that we have gathered for the sake of allah taala allah taala accept it make it the means of benefit for us in dunya and akhirat hazrat tanwi rahmatullah alayhi one of his very very close people for hazrat khaja azizul hasan bajzub rahmatullah alayhi he was in a very senior position under the indian government the indian government in india he was like what we might describe in our terms like the premier of the province he was of that position and he came to hazrat tawi rahmatullah alayhi and on the first occasion when he reached there when he came he was a natural poet also he would see something and it would just suddenly just trigger something in his mind and without even having to think about it he would be already saying something in poetical form and a whole poem would be out so in any case a person now of that position that worldly status and he is coming in one small little khanqa in thanabon and he comes there now can you imagine under the british government to start off with for a indian to be on that rank was a very big thing so what prestige what honor what kind of uh people might be looking at him in what esteem all this was there with him and now he's coming for the first time so as we mentioned that he was a natural poet so he wrote two couplets two lines one couplet basically and he presented that hazrat tani rahmatullahi now this is the first meeting this is the first occasion that he has arrived and on that little paper what he had written was nahi kuch aur khaish tere dar par melaya ho mita dijiye mita dijiye main mitne hi ko aaya hu bas that's all nahi kuch aur khaish tere dar par melaya ho I haven't come with any other objective. I have no other desire in coming here. 
my only purpose and the only desire that I have, why I've come all the way here is, Mita Dije, Mita Dije, Me Mitne Hikwayahu. I've come to be annihilated. I have come to totally annihilate myself, so please do so for me. Annihilate me. These are the two lines only that he wrote. This is what I have come for. Now this, on the first occasion, first meeting, and he presented this, this highlights that the person came with a purpose. He had his objective very clear. He came, he didn't come to just see what's going on, maybe for Barakat's sake, let's get some sawab, sawab will come, Barakat will come. But Barakat and sawab is also in many amal. Person performs salah also, he'll get sawab, great sawab. Iktilawat of the Quran Sharif also, there's a great amount of sawab in it. It makes zikr, tasbihat, whatever other amal he will do, righteous actions, all that will bring sawab, will bring Barakat. Now a person is undertaking some journey, then there is an, a destination that he has up front in his mind. He has decided where he wants to reach. Now when he has decided where he wants to reach, now it makes the journey very easy to get there because now he knows what's the destination, so he takes the road accordingly. So Khaja Saab has come now on the first occasion and this is what he presents. This was his first step. And then he lived by that. As we mentioned, he was a natural poet. Now he came, he came to make his Islam and Tarbiyat. So he said, do whatever is required to annihilate this nafs from inside. Now, being this in his nature, everything you would see and he would just suddenly say something in poetical form and being that kind of personality that it was very difficult for him not to say something. Whenever there was an occasion, he said something. So, after some time, I told him, look, you are not allowed to talk now for a certain period of time. You must not talk anything to anybody else. Khanqa, you must sit quietly, don't do any, don't, don't talk to anybody. Very well. But now, something that is in the nature of a person can't change overnight. Something, suddenly somebody came in front or whatever and he said something. He was warned again that last time you were told you must now abide by this. Now, keeping the background in mind where he came from, like the premier of the province has come. So he said, no, my mistake again. The third time it happened. After the third time, I said, well, you see, you need to be reminded. And others also need to remember that you are not supposed to speak to them. So now, the only way to keep you reminded and keep others reminded also, is that you hang this board around your neck. Khamosh. Silence. One little card now. A person might think like, children are dealt with in this manner. But that first occasion when he came, Mita Dije, Mita Dije, Me Mitne Hi Ayahu, he took that board and put it on his head. He made one little card, he wrote the Khamosh. As a reminder to him, I must remain Khamosh, silent. And as a reminder to others that I'm supposed to remain silent, please don't talk to me. 
And now he's walking around like that, he's going about his day to whatever his activities are, with this thing hanging around his neck. But he had come for that. And I want to be annihilated. I don't want this nafs to be within me at all. Because this nafs is a very, very treacherous thing. And very deceptive. It will outwardly sometimes appear that everything is fine. But that nafs is doing his job. And it's getting a person involved in very subtle gunas. And before a person knows it, he's gone deep into something. Because at the time when it was happening, he didn't even realize anything is happening. And this is the sign of a person's acceptance that when he makes a mistake from within something already tells him, I've done wrong. He's not masoom, he's not sinless, he can err, he's insan, he's weak, he can err, but the sign of maqbooliyat is that as soon as something goes wrong, the alarm bells start ringing. The sign of Allah Ta'ala there is that indication that something is wrong. Tamir himself once, his wife had to go somewhere, so she told him that tomorrow morning, he had to go to some relative's place or whatever, so in the morning, please open out the chicken and put the water for them and the grain for them. Very well. Now, this was a thing that was not part of his daily routine. And something that is not part of a person's daily routine, it's possible that he might forget it. So the next day he forgot. Because it wasn't part of his daily thing. So it happened that it just slipped his mind. But now when it slipped his mind, later that morning, it was his normal routine to surround him. At that time he was writing the tafsir of the Quran Sharif, Bayan al-Quran. He sat down to write and the pen is stuck in his hand and not one word he is managing to write. All the, the flood of ulum that used to come and knowledge, everything suddenly is just being held back, something is holding it back. Now, one is somebody like us, something doesn't go right and we look for the fault in somebody else. Something doesn't go right, then we will try to see who is responsible for this besides me. Everything is somebody else. And the Ahlullah look internally. Everything introspect, looking within themselves. This is something I have done. Tani Rahmatullah immediately, when this happened, he immediately started turning to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, this is some act of mine. Whatever it is, please open it out to me. So that I may make amends, I may rectify it. Now this is what's required, that in everything, to look within ourselves. That's where it starts off from. I have done something. The halat, the conditions that prevail, come from Allah Ta'ala. And sometimes, the king even uses the street sweeper to whoop the prince. The street sweeper doesn't become better than the prince. His position is still the street sweeper. And the prince is still the prince. But if he gets out of hand, then sometimes the king even orders the street sweeper to whoop the prince. Ummat also, this is the condition unfortunately. The street sweepers 
are whooping the prince because of the prince having gone out of line. So in any case, Hazrat Rahmatullah starts making huju towards Allah Ta'ala, making dua, istighfar. Then suddenly this thing just strikes him that inna lillahi wa inna rajun. I did not open those chicken and they are, this makhluk of Allah Ta'ala is suffering in there without food and water. Time has passed now for having put that food and water for them. Immediately he goes, opens them out, puts their food and water and he comes back and that whole flood of knowledge is back. But now Allah Ta'ala opens it out to somebody in that manner when they have their hearts clean. They are also insan, they can make mistakes. This is not even deliberate. This was something that was a sheer mistake. But the, when a person is concerned that I should be moving towards Allah Ta'ala all the time, Allah Ta'ala opens out his mistakes for him. And he is not allowed to remain on that mistake. And on the other hand, if a person is not concerned, then he goes deeper and deeper like nothing happened. So in any case, we are talking about Khadja Sarahmatullahi. He now is walking around with this board. These things carried on like this. He himself says that sometimes after this board had to be put onto me, I would still be almost saying something. I used to eventually then keep a handkerchief in my hand and stuff it in my mouth, just sitting with it there, so that I remember now I must keep my mouth closed, don't say anything. Now he is suppressing this from within himself. This is that process. There's a destination, there's an objective. He came with a clear objective. I need to reach this goal. It wasn't something just casually he came along to see what's going on. We get some sawab, some barkat. He came with an objective. I need to reach the destination. So now he's doing whatever is necessary. So he's sitting there like a little child now, stuffing the hanky in his mouth so that he doesn't say something out of turn. In any case, even that day came once when he again did something by mistake. Thamir Ahmadullah told him, now out of the khanta. Told the khadim, take his bed and put it outside on the street. So, took his bedding, wrapped it up, and put it out. Now you must carry on. You're not allowed to be here. Now, who is he? Keeping in mind the background again. Like the premier of the province has come. And now he's subjecting himself to all this. Says so we take his bedding, put it on the, the footpath out there. So he goes there. Now he's been given instruction to come out. So he can't disobey that instruction too. But he goes and he sits there on that paving out there, which is public property. And he says, well, that is the khanqa. I have been asked to leave the khanqa, so I can't remain there, obviously. But this is not anybody's private property. This is public property. So I'm also entitled to be sitting here. He's not opening the door there, but I won't leave this place either. Each person got his own authority. He's got his authority there, my authority is here. I'll remain here. I will go nowhere. And some time passed there, maybe one day, two days, whatever. Then eventually he wrote another couplet of uh, apology. And he sent it in with somebody. I don't know, I read that and got very happy and called him back in. But that's how he remained. 
But when this became the way in which he submitted himself, as we said right at the beginning, he came for that objective. Nahi kuch aur khayish aapke dar par milaya ho. Mita dije, mita dije, mitne hi ko aya ho. He came for this purpose, to annihilate the self. Because till that self is not annihilated, then this is a non-stop problem. So now when he went through all this, that day came, when he was a person came back from a worldly background. He hasn't come from some Darul room or something. He had come from a worldly background. After the Tanvi Rahmatullah, the senior Khulafa was the Tanvi Rahmatullah. Hazrat Mawlana Abraham al-Haqsab rahmatullahi who had visited our country many times and Hazrat Mufti Shafi sahab rahmatullahi author of Ma'rif al-Quran, the Mufti Azam of Pakistan of his time, the Grand Mufti of Pakistan of his time and many other senior people, giants of the time after the Thami rahmatullahi they made Khaja sahab their sheikh giants of the time now they are saying that we need to turn to somebody now Hazrat Thami rahmatullahi is gone who did they choose? They chose as Khaja Sahib And where did this come from? It came from that same first day when he came with that paper, with that couplet. Nahi kuch aur khayish aapke dar par milaya ho, mita dije, mita dije, me mit nahi ko aya ho. And he did this. He totally annihilated himself. But when that seed annihilates itself in the soil, there's no sign of that seed left. That is when the shoot comes out. And that shoot then becomes a tree and the tree then gives its fruit and gives its shade and gives everything. But if that seed decides that I am not going to disintegrate into the ground, I want to keep my position and status. I will not be subjected to anybody's uh, instruction. I will do what I want to do. Then that seed will remain a seed for a while. Then it will start slowly decaying. And then it will be it'll still decay and it'll still die off. But without benefit to itself or benefit to anybody else. So this is the root issue. Hazrat Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi was a very great alim of India. And his Arabic was of that level, like how an eloquent person, English speaking person speaks English. Some his Arabic was better than his Urdu also. Urdu was his mother tongue. And he was an alim of great repute. Very, very well-known alim. And very highly placed. He came to the Tamir So on the first meeting when he came, and as he was leaving, he asked for some nasihat, some advice. So just the two of them were sitting close by, Others were sitting around, they couldn't hear the conversation. So Thani Rahmatullah said something to him, and on that he burst out crying. An alim of that caliber, that rank, that knowledge. And in a short sitting, short meeting, later on he became a Thani Rahmatullah's Murid and Khalifa as well. But in this first meeting, he asked for some advice, Hadith said something to him, and he burst out crying on this. Later on, somebody asked Thamir Abdullah that what did you tell him that made him, had such an effect on him? See, what did I tell him? Nothing else. He asked me for nasihat, for advice. So he's a person of that caliber, that knowledge, that rank, that position. The whole Middle East is regarded as among the 
topmost ulama. So when he asked me for advice, so all I said to him, ke aap jaysay fazil ko, mud jaysay talib ilm kya kahega? Kya kahe? That a person of your rank and your knowledge, a student like me, what am I going to say to you? This was also the tawazu, and this is what made people reach where they reached. And I lating the self. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. The time after I said to him that a student like me, what is he going to say to somebody like you? But in any case, what I heard from my buzrugs, what I heard from my seniors, that is what I will just merely repeat to you. And then he said to him that is tariq mein, in this path of suluk, the first and last thing is apne kum mitana. The first and last thing is apne kum mitana to annihilate oneself. That's the first step and the last step. Since this was the one statement only I said, nothing else, but it had such an impact on his heart that he burst out crying. Because he understood it. He was a person of that caliber. Sometimes something is said, but it will fly over our heads. It might sound like a very simple thing and we'll say, well, nothing about it. But somebody else will understand the depth of it. Because he has that sight. So he can see what depth there is in this statement. And that had that impact on his heart that the first step and the last step is to annihilate oneself. Totally crush that nafs. I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Once Jibreel came to Nabi and while he is Discussing something with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hazrat Abu Zar Dilano passes by. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hada Abu Zar Qadja. Abu Zar, who has come? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asks him in surprise, Awa ta'arifunahu? You also know him? You're an angel of the skies? You know Abu Zar as well? <coughs> so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam replies and says, that we know him better on the skies than you people know him on earth. How well he is known on earth, he is known better than that among the angels. So Nabi Salaam asked him, but what brought him this great rank? Subhanallah, a person is known better and he is more famous among the angels than among human beings. So Nabi Salaam asked him, that what is the reason that brought him this great rank? He said two things. One is, سِغَرِهِ fi nafsihi, That he regards himself as nothing. He regards himself as nothing. That same annihilation. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. And the second was, that he excessively recites, قُلْهُ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ Surah Ikhlas. So these two things, the first aspect was the same annihilation. When the annihilation comes, then there's peace everywhere. When there's no annihilation of the nafs, then every step there'll be a problem. And when a person annihilated himself, I'm nobody. So if somebody said something to me, somebody did something, so what? Life carries on. The street sweeper out there, or some person who's a down and out the gut is there, somebody passes by and they say something to him. He doesn't even react, doesn't take any notice. Life carries on. He says, well, I'm nobody. I'm just a street sweeper. Because he regards himself as nobody. And a person who 
regards himself as having some position, some status. It's a different story. So this is the issue that we have to try and inculcate within ourselves. This is the direction that has been given to us. That to reach somewhere, a person has to start off and end off on annihilating the self. I'm nobody. And to the extent that this annihilation is achieved, to that extent the person will get somewhere. Once, Hazrat Musa asked Allah Ta'ala, how do I get closer to you? So he was told, this was as a lesson for others. Musa was a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Da'nafsak wa ta'al. Put your nafs aside and come away. In other words, annihilation of the nafs, the next step a person has reached his destination. But this comes, it doesn't come just without any effort, to the extent that something is very, very precious, very valuable, to that extent the effort is made to acquire it, people for the brands and sense of this dunya, how much of effort is made for it, and whereas as soon as a person's eyes close, then all that just gives him the cold shoulder, you go your way, and I'll go to somebody else now. I'm not going to join you. That's a parting time now. You go your way and I'll go to somebody else. So for that which will one day give us this cold shoulder and which will ditch us, will leave us alone, but yet we make so much of effort for it, day and night, we make day and night one. So for something that's going to accompany us at that time, will go with us in the cover, will be a means of comfort to us in the cover, will be a means of benefit to us on the day of Qiyamah. And you'll take us to Jannat, which is the purification of the heart, the bringing of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in our lives, the love of Allah Ta'ala. For this effort, obviously has to be made. And to the extent that effort will be made, Allah Ta'ala will open the way forward. We are weak, we cannot achieve anything with our effort also. Our effort is too feeble. Our effort is very, very weak. But Allah Ta'ala looks at that effort that a person is making and Allah Ta'ala gives him on that effort. Effort doesn't achieve it. Effort achieves nothing. Our effort cannot, if Allah Ta'ala doesn't take us to task for how we go about it, that too is his grace. But Allah Ta'ala is most kind, most gracious, most merciful. On the little efforts that a person makes, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat comes showering down upon him. So this is what is the need of the time was to turn to Allah wa ta'ala, and especially in this zamana of fitna everywhere fitna and everywhere is the challenges and tests against a person's iman person's amal every step is being challenged now, in this kind of environment everywhere a person's iman is challenged every step how many times a person will say that I didn't even have any intention any thought about doing something wrong and there one, I just passed somewhere and I got caught up in something and one thing led to another and now I have totally destroyed myself. This is, these are the fitnas that in every corner the fitna is beckoning. beckoning. So this kind of environment, in this kind of situation, now a person has to take extra precautions. He has to take extra efforts. The remembrance of Allah, wa ta'ala, the zikr of Allah, ta'ala. this is not something that 
should be regarded as something of sawab and that's it. If I do it, fine. Don't do it, not fine. Indeed, there's great sawab in it. But this is the spiritual nourishment <coughs> that we require daily. And the effect of, of what, what is the effect really of it is only going to be understood when a person will diligently do it regularly. He's doing it with that in the manner it's meant to be done. What we do sometimes, today there's no time for but in any case, what we do jointly is just as a form of encouragement. This is something for us to do daily. That we spare time, fix the time, and without any distraction, only the heart focused towards Allah wa ta'ala and remembering Allah wa ta'ala. When the zikr will take place diligently, this will light up the heart. Then when the heart is lit, then a person will find enjoyment in those things that has light in it. And until that darkness is not dispelled from the heart, because like attracts like, that light will attract light. And if there's darkness, the person will be drawn towards darkness. Then everything will just be a magnet pulling him in the wrong directions. So the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, extremely important. We cannot afford to miss one day. Mm-hmm. Person is not well, whatever, even lying down. In every posture they remember Allah wa ta'ala. Obviously the better, best thing is that a person is focused, facing the qibla and sitting with respect and honor. But the mashayikh explained that this is such a thing that Allah ta'ala has made it so simple. <laughs> So this should not be missed for anything. Together with that, the right company. Zikrullah and the right company. The wrong company, that is the killer poison, fatal poison. In the wrong company, a person with all the best of intentions also will end up doing the wrong things. So the company is crucial. And to the extent a person will keep the right company, to that extent he will be encouraged towards righteousness. And even if he came with the wrong intention to inshallah, he'll end up doing the right things. So these two things, inshallah, will keep us going forward. And this will eventually bring that reality, that annihilation. The zikr of Allah wa ta'ala with the same fervor. Allah Ta'ala's name must become dominant in my heart. Must dominate everything. The greatness of Allah Ta'ala must come in the heart. The ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, In the Muluk, Ida Dahalu Kadiatan of Saduha, Wajalu Aizata Ahliha Adilla. This is in the incident of Bilqis. But in any case, the ayat is that when a king conquers some place, so now the first thing he does is that all the big shots of the place they are arrested and cast into prison because now they mustn't cause a rebellion. So the, all those in positions and whatever else, ministers and all these are immediately they are executed or whatever the case is. So one point Hazrat Shah Wasilah draws out of this that when the king of kings will come into the heart, Allah Ta'ala will come into the heart, then those who are now becoming big shots in the heart, the takabbur, the riya, and the ujb, ostentation and the feeling of I am somebody, all these big shots, 
will immediately get executed. And the name of Allah Ta'ala will dominate. The greatness of Allah Ta'ala will come in the heart. So this is what is required. With the zikr of Allah Ta'ala to bring the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in our hearts. This will light our way forward. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله